Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Story on the Spot. If you came here for Story on the Spot, then you are in the right place. My name is Jim Heskett, and going over there is Mr. Ari McGee. This is the Brute Squad. Down there is Kevin Tomlinson. And directly beneath me is Ari's Christmas tree. Where uh, I usually am. Achieved sentience and has decided to join us. Behind me. (laughs) It's me. Sneaking up. All right. So. uh, Love it. (laughs) If you are watching from home, uh, you're watching live, let us know, comment, let us know where you're watching from. And don't forget, as we go through, comment after every round and tell us who you thought won. Uh, So let me explain what we do here. This is a story on the spot where I am going to read some story prompts and then these guys are going to pitch stories and you watching and listening get to vote on who you think wins each round. And now everyone is doing strange finger things into the camera. I don't... We just, we're usually doing strange finger things. We just happen to be doing it into the camera today. Yeah, we just happen to catch it this time. Mm-hmm. I can't help it that all the controls are on the same side as the camera, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's do this. First of all, we need to discuss who uh, the winner of Lucky Week 13 was, and that was... Was it me? Craig. Oh, he's not even here. He can't not even here. Demand a recount. You know what it is? This guy, you know, he comes in, he's got that smooth voice, right? He's just lulling everybody to sleep. And then he brings the twins in for the cute vote. I can't compete with that. Yeah. It's Craig, man. He's like, this is a classic story. That's right. (laughs) And, you know, what can you do? Okay. And also, today, we have a bonus word, which we introduced last week. And here's how the bonus word works. The bonus word for today is exuberant. Filled with or characterized by lively energy and excitement. So if you can work in the word exuberant or mm. exuberance or exuberantly or any other derivation of the word exuberant into your stories, you get a bonus point. One whole bonus point for working in that word. All right. And to kick things off, we are going to start off with no, no, we're not. Never mind. <laughs> That's the second story. (laughs) That is a tease. Coming up will be a bonus round. Here's our first story. This is called Wet Cash. Wynn Hall of Exeter, Nebraska, might have expected to find a few beer cans or old tires at the bottom of his farm pond when he drained it for maintenance, but he discovered something entirely different, an empty, broken ATM. I took a picture and zoomed in on it and thought, that looks like an ATM. When authorities arrived, they had a good idea of the source of the machine since one had been stolen recently, but the numbers didn't match up. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Mm. So who would like to be the first to pitch us a story based on this idea of an old ATM appearing at the bottom of a pond and a farm? Mm. I'll go. I'll go first. Let me, let me jump in. Let me jump in here. Uh, quick, Torrens are exuberant. Yes. They are indeed. Um, okay, so what happened here is that uh, Wen is the new owner of this uh, farmhouse property. Uh, he has uh, always lived. It doesn't Sorry. say. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that's part of the story. Oh. Yes, he he is the new owner. Let me put a better inflection on that. Okay, uh, he he is the new <laughs> the new owner of this uh, this farmhouse property, and. Uh, he, you know, when realtors sell homes, they have to have, you know, disclosures if anything weird happened inside, like a murder or it was uh, used as a, as a drug den or something 
uh, like that. And so when his realtor told him that it was the scene of a of a grisly uh, triple homicide, uh, he just didn't really think much of it. You know, Wynn doesn't really care. He's getting his house of his dreams. Who cares, man? There's no blood. They changed the carpet. Everything's fine. Uh, so what Wynn doesn't know is that the uh, the triple homicide was related to uh, four partners who had a a ring of ripping off ATM machines. They hook them up to their truck. They pull them out of their uh, standing places, uh, pallet jack them into the back, and then take them back to the farmhouse and crack them open uh, to get at the the bounty inside. Uh, well, you know. After the last score, uh, they were all in the farmhouse uh, and, you know, they were drinking a little bit. You know what I mean? They, they were they were getting, you know, a little a little excited, and a little exuberant about the money that they were going to get out of that uh, ATM machine. And uh, one thing led to another. Some harsh words were uh, were exchanged. And uh, the main the main ringleader ended up killing the rest of his partners. Uh, and so in order to try to cover up his uh his tracks he ditched the atm machine into the pond and that's the reason why the cops uh thought it was one atm but another because they had been stealing multiple ones um and then he just fled and no one's seen him since and so uh you know that's uh that's how the atm machine got in the bottom of the pond with different numbers than the cops expected okay now there's a uh, spider-man is making an appearance inside kevin's rv Kevin, if you didn't have so much crap, you wouldn't have to have three storage units. <laughs> We're down to two now because all that crap's in the van. Yeah, there you go. All right, I got something uh, for you, um, which, I mean, it's pretty obvious. This is a classic, classic time travel story. Um, so um, basically, Win Hall, an exuberant man, if I've ever seen one. Um, did I do that right? No? Okay. Mm. <laughs> Wynn Hall, exuberant, decided one day <laughs> to drain his swamp. Um, the reason he did that is he's actually a time traveler, and um, he comes from the future. And in that future, he and his best friend have started a company called Advanced Time Machines Incorporated, um, ATM for short. And so uh, they've decided that the best way to go back in time without people suspecting anything is to design their time machines to look exactly like ATM machines of the past. So when Hall and his buddy do this, they uh, take one of the time machines and they go back in time and they, they have fun and go um, do go on kerfuffles. Um, and, uh, and they're exuberant about it the whole time because it's fun. Um, and so did I do that right? And so, uh, see, I wasn't here last week. So I think I was about to the word thing, um, but um, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. Um, what they, what they did one time though, is went back to the wrong place. And they ended up, uh, instead of going back to a city, um, they got the map twisted around and they ended up in the middle of nowhere where there happened to be a pond. And so they landed in this pond uh, and Wynn was able to get out, but his friend couldn't and his friend died. And so Wynn has now been stuck in time trying to figure out how to make it, you know, make sense that there's a time machine down here. And what he ended up doing was waiting and buying the land getting his friend's body out of the pond, um, burying him and waiting for his chance. And now his moment is here because in a nearby town, an ATM machine was stolen and he drains this drain, drains the pond uh, says, Oh, look, that looks like an ATM machine. And the authorities come out and go, sure it is. Wait, the numbers don't match up. Oh, well, this must be the same ATM thief. Um, dumping his prize in the pond. Now when is, uh, is off, 
is off the hook for uh, the death of his best friend, and uh, no one will suspect him as the creator of Advanced Time Machines Incorporated. And for that, he is exuberant. <laughs> I really I like Advanced Time Machines. That is nice. Oh, and we got Advanced around. Time Machines LLC is his competitor. This is Advanced Time Machines Incorporated. You know, Joan suggested that the audience should submit words for me to select each week. You can submit words. Oh, I may sure. or may not select them. We, but if you want we to. Used to do this when I worked at a church, we would give the pastor a word that he had to use in his sermon that day. So we'd be like, you have to say the word moist at some point. And he would try to like work. It was really funny. Yeah, we used to do the same thing when I worked in tech support. To work in a word into a conversation with a with a customer on the phone. All right, so I believe Mr. Tomlinson, we still have not heard your pitch. Okay. Uh, all right. What we have here is a classic like detective story. Uh, a small town detective. Uh, he is uh, he's an apathetic detective, which, as everyone knows, is the opposite of being exuberant. Uh, mm. And so he's actually come onto a case where there's an, a string of of ATMs uh, all over the area. So small, it's a small town and kind of area. So all these little grocery stores and convenience stores, like ATMs are going missing and he's hot on the trail trying to figure out where all this is going, what's happening with it. And when he gets this call from, the guy's name is Wynn, right? Wynn? Uh, he gets the call from Wynn, he goes out and he investigates, uh, thinks he's on to something and finds out it's not, this is like early days in his investigation. Think it thinks it's the right ATM, but just when he discovers it's not, that's when he discovers his rash of thefts. And so he goes on a journey to discover what's happening with these ATMs and who's responsible for taking them. Uh, fast forward a little, uh, lots of plot points, but what we end up coming up with is uh, our good friend Wynn is actually behind all of the thefts and used the one in his little pond as a red herring to throw off the detective and he's been siphoning money out of these things and using it for a uh, nefarious plot that he's going to uh, be exuberant about initiating uh, later on that he'll reveal in book two, he'll reveal in book two. <laughs> we're going to save that for a later book definitely okay now we're going to have our bonus round and i have a special new bonus round graphic just for this we are going to play Boxers, briefs, commando. Okay. All right, here wow. we go. So we've got... <laughs> I'm impressed with my abs, frankly. <laughs> I think I've, you know, I've been hitting the gym. I think it's going well. You might notice mine hangs down a little bit lower than everyone else's too. It's yeah, purely accident fair in enough. Photoshop. Some guys are showers and some guys are growers. Okay. <laughs> okay. So here's how this works. We have boxers, briefs, and commando. You get to pick one. And you have Indiana Jones, James Bond, and John Wick. Each person is going to pick one underwear choice and one action hero and explain to me why that action hero has that choice of underwear. Who wants to go first to have the most Here, options? Here's what's funny. My wife is sitting like three feet away from me and she's going to hear me explaining why these three gentlemen wear either boxers, briefs, or go commando. Well, what you probably so should do, Kevin, is to get on Facebook and watch the damn show live, Kara. She, so she, she could get on Facebook and watch it live. That's true. She could, couldn't she? It, it, <laughs> I, I believe we are streaming to the Facebook, aren't we? She doesn't, she doesn't want to, she says. Oh, okay. She'd okay. rather just hear one side of the conversation. and. No, thank you, she says. <laughs> 
All right, so who's going to go first? Who wants to pick boxers, briefs, commando, and I got this. I got this. You left right. me with the with the dregs the last time I was on. Um, so I'll, I get to go first this round. Here's okay. the deal: all English people wear briefs. Period. It is known. That's just the way it is. The tidiest, tidy whities you can find go on James Bond. We're done. Commando is John Wick. No, obviously. you only you only got to pick one because we got to leave. Oh, okay. Just okay. pick well, one from each. I'm out. That's fine. So the rest of us have to explain why the other would wear one of the others. That would, how yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. I'll, so I'll go. I'll go. Indiana Jones. Um, he de- definitely goes commando. Okay. Because what? have you oh, ever like tried like leather and stuff? No, nah, dude. Listen, have you ever tried to wear underwear in a jungle? All right, it's no joke, man. You'll yeah, get what's a, what's affectionately known as jungle rot. All right, and you do I, not want jungle rot, man. That's serious business, right? The military even tells their guys, "Look, if you're going to be doing maneuvers in a in a hot, humid climate, you might need to chuck the chonies." All right, so see, there's no way yeah, that Indiana Jones. Jungle. Yeah, if you wore underwear, then you know what I'm talking about. I, Don't I, be I, a crazy I tried. Person, I now I go commando in the jungle and on airplanes because I want to prevent jungle rot and coach crotch. So commando with a hundred percent, dude. You you know what I'm talking about. It's no joke. It is no <laughs> joke. Crotch. It's deadly. It's deadly even. So that's why uh, are, Indy definitely I just spray myself drums. down with flex seal. <laughs> coach crotch. <laughs> flex seal. <laughs> I made Jim giggle. That's a new one for me. That's pretty I, good. I need an award for the for giggling Jim. I never heard of Coach Crotch before. That's pretty. Well, that's because I just made it up about thirty seconds ago. That's nice. No, but it's well a real done, phenomenon. Nick. The words should... might be new, but it's a real phenomenon. All right, that's what I mean. The, the the nomenclature for what happens to me on an airplane is brand new. <laughs> okay. All right, Kevin, you got to explain to us why John Wick wears boxers. Why John Wick wears boxers? Uh, because, man, he needs that breathing room. He needs that. He has to make all those moves. So he needs something that's going to move with him and also aerate. So John Wick wears boxers because it allows him to make all those kung fu moves. So he needs a little more, a little more breathing room. That's true. So if you're watching, I wish I, could, I, wish I could have ballroom. I wish I could have stole stole Nick's because I wanted to say James Bond wears tidy whities because he heard once that you know it lowers your sperm count. You know, just mm-hmm. hugging the boys, and you know when you're out there getting it in as much as he is, you don't want any chance of kids running around. You know, so James Bond, that's why he's on the the briefs train, I think. So it's also well, like he a birth control method. His lap. Huh. It's also why he uses hear. his laptop on his lap. 100%, dude, 100%. Oh. All right, here we go. Here is our next story. This is called When You Gotta Go. When You Gotta Go. After falling asleep following a 10-bottle beer-drinking binge and failing to heed nature's call for 18 hours, a 40-year-old Chinese man identified as Mr. Hu was diagnosed with a burst bladder. The man appeared at a hospital in Zhejiang, China, complaining of searing abdominal pain, and doctors discovered three tears in his bladder, one of which had caused his intestines to spill spill into his bladder. Mr. Hu underwent emergency surgery and was able to recover. Zhuji officials said that while bladder rupture is rare, they see at least one such patient every year. So he didn't pee for 18 hours after drinking a whole gang of beers, and his bladder tore open. I'm not comfortable with this story. <laughs> yeah, this one, this one might be a little. This one, this one might make like a little bit, a little bit edgy, a little difficult. But who wants to try to pitch us an idea, pitch us a story based on this? Hey, Kevin, you can sit out for a little bit until you can think of something. 
I'll go. I'll go. I don't mind. I don't mind. Unless Nick, unless you got one, Nick, I'll go. Kind of. I mean, I'll, I'll just go real quick because it's just it's not much. But I am just imagining um, a villain in the story who um, zip ties his uh, his victims, and that's it. That's all he does. And he tells them, "You can't remove the zip tie, or else." And um, I don't know. I'm, I'm still kind of well, not working on well, this here, but it's, uh, you know, I'm gonna go was, ahead and throw my vote away this time. <laughs> what was the name of the guy whose bladder burst? Mister Who? 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 Yeah. The guy whose bladder burst. Mr. Who? Don't say it again. No, his name was Mr. Who. No, the guy, the guy who's black. Yeah, right, Mr. Who. Who? Mr. Who. Mr. This is a stalling tactic, everyone. He has nothing. He's got nothing. (laughs) Okay, I'll go. I'll go. Let me let me get this out of the way. All right. So he he can beat my idea. I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, So I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kevin. No, I was I was gonna say I didn't even hear Nick's idea because I was too busy thinking up the you know the Who joke. (laughs) It was really good. It was like the best idea I've ever had. Go ahead, R.A. You're up. Okay, so, well, two things. First, if you've never listened to The Who, H.U., the Mongolian rock star guys, do yourself a favor and check them out because they're really awesome. Okay, okay. but back to the story. Um, I think that we're we dealing with a straight... Is that what just happened? No, no, no. I paid They paid me. Uh, they paid me. I'm hashtag uh, sponsored post. Um, okay, so I think that we're dealing with a straight horror movie here. And that uh, inside Mr. Who's house, um, many, many years ago, a young woman tragically drowned in the bathtub. Um, and since she uh, believes that she was killed, uh, even though she wasn't, it's kind of a long story, um, her spirits never moved on. So she's haunting the space. And the thing is with, with poltergeists and with ghosts and things like that, it's not always easy to see them when you're in your correct frame of mind. Um, it's often easier, you know, when you're upset or you're angry or you've been drinking or taking hallucinogens or something to that effect. Well, Mr. Who uh, had just enough to drink that uh, he walked into the bathroom to use the restroom and he was in the right headspace. He was basically at the right frequency where he could see the dead girl who inhabits the bathroom and it scared him. Right. And so he, he could not bring himself uh, to go into the bathroom for the rest of the night, no matter what he did, he'd stand in the threshold. He'd look, he'd try to get uh, his courage up to go to the restroom and he just couldn't. And so he thought that the solution was to just drink more. If I drink more, uh, this craziness will get out of my head and eventually I can get in here and relieve my bladder, uh, my bladder. Um, but obviously that didn't happen. And so he drank uh, so much, that he never overcame the fear of the ghost and obviously passed out. And that's where his, uh, his bladder issue came from. So if it was a J horror, the ghost would definitely come out of the toilet, right? hundred percent. I don't know if you have the same tropes in Chinese horror. I don't know how that works. Okay. I think, uh, um, Kevin. So I don't know if Nick's turn counts. That's still uh TBD. I, I, I'm going to short round this too. I think I'm just going to keep this pretty simple. Okay. I think I think our guy discovered that as long as his bladder is full, he has he has the ability to uh, to read thoughts, and uh, he's gaining so much information from this that that it's helping him in his life and career. And so he uh, just keeps filling his bladder, keeps filling his bladder, refusing to go, go urinate, and then one day it just goes away. The the burst bladder thing uh, causes him to lose his new power. 
It's one of those ironic psychic. stories. <laughs> PP psychic. Very nice. Hey, I didn't pick the story, okay? <laughs> I thought this would be fun if you guys are not into it. <laughs> so I, I Nick, like it, gonna... man. I like it. No, I like mostly it. I just have to pee now. That's the problem. <laughs> psychic, man. I'm all about it. I'm Are you going to pitch again or are you going to stand by your half-assed pitch from two minutes ago? I don't know what happened. It was like a space-time continuum thing. I, I had a whole story, then you guys only just heard like a piece of it, but it was really good. So we can just go ahead and move on. <laughs> Interesting. It was definitely yeah. worth the votes. I was exuberant about it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, now we have a different kind of bonus round. Who can pitch me an intense thriller plot where the hero is seven years old? An intense thriller plot where the hero is seven years old. Yeah, a, a thriller okay. story with a seven-year-old protagonist. Okay. Uh, uh, so a young... Uh, I actually have a protagonist who's, seven, who's around that age, so I'm going to use him. So a young Alex Kotler, nephew to Dan Kotler, uh, discovers that a, uh, a, a local museum has been robbed of a, an ancient uh, artifact, a, uh, a sword uh, that uh, he then discovers is being kept by a neighbor. And uh, he tries to retrieve the sword and get it back and uh, all hell breaks loose. And he has to go on the run uh, and keep the sword out of the hands of the bad guys. Nick and R.A.? Yeah, seven-year-old um, thriller hero. The protagonist is uh, a chimney sweep in uh, in old-school London, and um... <laughs> what? That's where he is, man. Just leave him alone. <laughs> you went straight up, Victoria. Keep going. <laughs> on it. What happens next? Well, he uh, he's you know his his job is just spent sweeping out chimneys and keeping them clean. Well he discovers that the chimney is a really good um, residence chamber and pretty much anything in, in this one particular mansion and that anyone says on that level, he can hear. And so he overhears a plot to assassinate um, the, uh, the king queen at the time. And uh, he ends up saving her and embarks on this, uh, this journey of becoming um, basically a, a, a tiny little spy. And he overhears all these things and, eventually knows where to, which houses to go to, to sell his services to, and, um, be able to get in there to, uh, to overhear stuff. Um, and, uh, gets to the point where he doesn't even actually go as a chimney sweep anymore. He just sneaks in and jumps down people's chimneys to hear, uh, their plots. And so he goes around London and jumps in chimneys and listens to everybody, uh, uh, on their, uh, their, their secret assassinating plot attempts, plot attempts. And he's very exuberant about it. The exuberant chimney sweep. I think you should write that one. It's kind of a fun one, right? That's a good one. All right. Do you have something to pitch us for a seven-year-old thriller hero? Yeah, I got, I got something. So uh, my story would take place uh, 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 at a school. Okay. And our hero's name is, uh, is exuberance Jones and exuberance um, <laughs> has a favorite teacher. And uh, the teacher has been uh, speaking out, uh, against some of the growing criminal element in the school. Uh, and so eventually uh, the teacher uh, gets hauled away by the cops one day because they find, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, a pound or so of, uh, of cocaine in the teacher's car. And so exuberance uh, goes on a mission to find uh, who framed her teacher and uh, attempts to uh, 
to right the wrongs and then kind of becomes like a little mini equalizer uh, in the process. So <laughs> mini equalizer. That's that's a uh, possible good episode title. The mini equalizer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have our last story. This is the last uh, news item we're going to read for the day. So everybody gets one more pitch, one last chance to bring it home. (laughs) This is called, Is That Goat Registered? Chris Hedstrom of Odessa, Florida, filed suit with her neighbor, Heather Daner, in late May. I see R.A. nodding at the mention of someone from Florida. There's pretty much... Florida, man. It's got to make its way in every show, I think. So Heather, okay, Chris Hedstrom filed suit against her neighbor, Heather Daner, in late May, demanding either a paternity test for the five goats she purchased from Daner or a full refund. Hedstrom bought the five Nigerian dwarf goats the previous December, paying $900 and expecting to register them with the American Dairy Goat Association. Registered goats have a higher value than non-registered goats, obviously. But the ADGA denied Hedstrom's application because Daner is not a member of the organization, and Daner now accuses Hedstrom of trespassing on her farm and harassing her with calls to the police. Dun, dun, dun. Who would like to be the first to pitch us a story about the registered goats? Hmm? Uh, hmm? Hmm? Okay. Hmm? Uh, these, uh, I'll go. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm going to make this up on the fly, too, because i got no idea. Um, so uh, these goats are actually being used to transport um, microchips. There's, each of them is just stuffed full of microchips that, that contain all kinds of um, secret military secrets from all over the world, all the major governments. Uh, so the person, uh, what's her name? Let's see, Daner, Heather Daner, uh, was a... Uh, charged with smuggling these goats out of where they were and into Florida, where uh, the only way to get them there was to sell them to this Headstrom person, knowing that Headstrom wouldn't be able to register the goats uh, once once he or she got them. And so now the goats are in the country and they're under dispute, and uh, they're going to be uh, harvested for the microchips so that they can be sold off to the highest bidder in the U.S. Okay. Thank you, Kevin Tomlinson. Nick, you got something? Uh, I got an amazing idea for a story. Okay, um, I'm quite exuberant about this idea. So it's got to be um, better than microchips. It's got to be. Well, Almost these the goats. These goats were marked early on to be um, drug running goats. Uh, they were going to gut them and put drugs inside their their empty, you know, chest cavity, and then ship them across the border. Uh, ship them across uh, to Cuba, basically, where they'd be sold since they're in Florida, right? And so um, they would be slaughtered, put on ice and all that, just imported goats like in, like we, we know um, Cuba gets all the time from Florida. And so uh, these drugs, these goats were full of drugs. And so when Heather, I think, sold the, the goats, um, they were earmarked for uh, the American Dairy Goat Association, which actually down there to Heather goes by a much different name, the American Drug and Gang Association. And uh, exactly, <laughs> uh, which is a, an organization, a criminal organization that's uh, flown under the radar of getting drugs um, out of America and into other places through the use of dairy goats. Uh, it's a very common practice. And um, most people don't realize that the American Goat Association is actually the drug and uh, gang association. <laughs> uh, so that was her guise to get uh, the goats. And um, when her neighbor didn't didn't register them properly, 
um, then the American Drug and Gang Association had no idea that the goats were ready to go. And so Heather never got her fat paycheck because the goats just munched happily on the weeds and um, never actually got gutted and full, stuck full of gr- drugs and sent to Cuba. Okay, thank you, Mr. Thacker. That made her non-exuberant. And that made her definitely not feel exuberant. All right, R.A., I think it's just you, so why don't you bring us home? All right. So I think that the hero of the story um, is actually Heather, okay? And Heather um, has, you know, kind of always done the right thing in her life and, you know, didn't really have a lot of luck with uh, with men, you know? Um Apparently, there's not a lot of call for like goat selling women. I don't know, <laughs> but but um, there's, there's not. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Goat mingle website. We should start that. Nick, can you code that? I know you're good with that it's stuff. Already, man. I just did, man. It's already done. My man, dude. Um, so, uh, but eventually she finds a guy. Okay, and the guy comes into the relationship with a little bit of baggage. You know, when you get in your thirties and your forties, God dang, I can't believe I missed that. I can't believe I missed that. That's hold on. I gotta give that to Nick. Would um, you say that joke was the greatest of all time? Uh it was it was it was pretty good. It was pretty was good. Was it the goat? No, no. Oh. I'm not gonna let you have two of them. I'm not gonna let <laughs> not you have two of them. Huh? All right, okay, I'll, so I'll uh yeah, uh you're a little exuberant over there. Calm down, Packer. Um so <laughs> so anyways she meets a guy uh, he comes into a relationship with a little bit of baggage uh and he says you know i, I i've got an ex I've, I've got a couple kids but you know whatever well it turns out that his ex is the head of the adga okay and she is mad at heather uh for taking her man taking her man and so she is now running a fiendish plot to ruin heather and her goat selling business and so the goats that she sold to Chris were Nigerian pygmy dwarf goats, uh, but the head of the ADGA, the X, uh, won't let him register. And she's just, it's a systematic approach to destroy Heather. And that's, I think, what we're dealing with. So I think that would have really, uh, she would have been very, she would have been dairy pissed off. Yeah, yeah. I agree. All right, I if agree. You, Nick, if you got any more, just get them out of your system right now. Get them, get them yeah. out. Okay, I'll, it's I'll a little cheesy, but I think it'll be okay. You know, goat cheesy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> goat cheesy. All right, everyone, that about does it for us. If you'll see down at the bottom, I'm scrolling all our websites, but actually, if you'll just go to storyonthespot.live. Then that is the hub for all things Story on the Spot related. Uh, thanks, R.A. McGee, Kevin Tomlinson, Nick Thacker, my pointing crew for coming and hanging out on the episode today. And thanks for watching. It's like Michael, right? Sorry, we're listening, Jim. Go ahead. Keep talking. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so <laughs> if you're, <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Do do this? If you're watching, remember, you can comment below about which stories you like or just come, you know, you can suggest. I don't even know what's happening right now. I don't know what's happening. Uh, <laughs> okay, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>